Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor, I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516-418-5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premier magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back, Get comfortable and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right. Good evening, everybody. My name is Tony Taylor, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Unscripted. We are live, and it is exciting to be here tonight. And let me tell you, I have been looking forward to this show tonight. Because I think I am in, and all of you listening are in, for some pretty incredible education. So um, I would like to now take a moment and say welcome, Mr. Palladino. This is Mr. Tom Palladino. He's joining us tonight on Unscripted, and we are very, very excited to have him. So, Tom, how are you this Hi, evening? Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for the invite, Tony. Oh, it's our pleasure, and you know, I want to thank you, and you know why, especially, uh, for being here tonight. That's very special, and we are greatly appreciative. Okay, Tom, um, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, to be uh, completely honest with you. I yes. I have re- you know looked into uh, Scalar Light's website. I have I've read into it, but I think I may be out of my um, out of my level. <laughs> So to speak. So um, I am very excited to have you here, uh, Tom Palladino's with Scalar Light. And uh, Tom, why don't you explain a little bit about what Scalar Light is all about? Okay, thanks again, Tony, for the invite. We're, we're going to speak tonight about Scalar Light or zero point energy, what some people might call uh, the matrix. What am I getting at? I'm a Scalar Light researcher. I am working with an an energy that is outside of the electromagnetic spectrum. So by that I mean scalar energy is another energy dimension. This is the dimension that Nikola Tesla was working with later on in his life. So there's two energy forms. And Tesla was working with that energy form that, that really just fascinates me. 
and it will fascinate the audience as to what it can do. Well, Tom, um, you're, you're, you know, now, you know, so we're saying that uh, this energy or this force, and you're calling it another dimension, which I really would want you to pick your brain about on that one. Um, so but, sit uh, back, get comfortable, I'm and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, you know, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Uh, Let's meet our guest. I'm sorry. Tom, I apologize for that technical snafu. Things happen. We are live. So uh, pardon me about that. But um, going back to my question that I was talking to you about. Okay, we're talking about um, uh, scale, the scalar energy, and you're saying or you're telling us right now that this was something without the modern-day instrumentation that we have in the 21st century and also in the 20th century that that far back Tesla was looking at scalar energy? Exactly, exactly. So let me put this into proper context. Okay. Um, we look at the universe, we look at scientific laws, and we say that they are electricity and magnetism, the electromagnetic theory. That's true mm-hmm. in some cases. There are events in this universe that are scalar energy events. So there's really two realities. There's two dimensions. And many people are now starting to realize that there is another dimension, scalar energy. And, and I can attest to that because I have scalar energy instruments in which oh, I, can okay. control, I can control the outcome of an event by way of scalar energy. So what am I getting at? There's two well, possibilities you, Tom. I was going to ask you, Tom. I mean, what, how do you do that? How do you get to the end of an event? Okay. Well, with a scalar energy instrument – I am controlling the intelligence of an atom or a molecule. What do I mean by that? I can control an atomic or molecular bond. I can actually break apart an atomic or molecular form, or I can create an atomic or molecular form. Now, I do that by way of intelligence. I am not creating matter. Only God can create matter. I'm rearranging matter. So consider what I'm saying. If I wanted to create a vitamin, I could do so Hmm. with this instrument. Or, in reverse, if I wanted to break down, disassemble, say, the herpes virus, I could do that Mm -hmm. with this instrument. So this instrument controls intelligence. And so doing, subsequently, we're able to control atomic and molecular form. Wow. That is something. I, I, now, and that's a great segue, actually, Tom, because, Tom, with this instrumentation that you've created, um, what – what's the word? Where, where am I going with this? What in, can you tell us a little bit about your early history prior to really delving into this brand-new energy dimension you're describing? Yeah, okay. As a youngster, I was studying Nikola Tesla in my teens and my 20s, and then I had the good fortune – to come across an American inventor. His name is Hieronymus. And Hieronymus created scalar energy instruments. I was able to look at his laboratory, work in his laboratory, and the family, the Hieronymus family, would sell some scalar energy instruments to me. And in so doing, I had this training, if you will, by way of these instruments, and I found it fascinating. And indeed, what I discovered is that these instruments control physical matter. They can assemble physical matter. 
It, it was hey, incredible. Tom, can I interrupt you for just a second? Can I ask? Yeah. So th- this, you can literally rearrange matter. Correct. Correct. That's I can amazing. create a molecule. For instance, I can take the existing elements in the human body and I can rearrange them into a, a vitamin. Or in reverse, if somebody had the herpes virus, I could take right. the herpes virus subject the herpes virus to this energy and break down the herpes virus. That's amazing. Now, are they using that or do, or is this something that has really been kind of not, you know, for lack of a better description, overshadowed? It, it's been hushed up. The research of Nikola Tessa and Hieronymus, my two predecessors has, has been hushed up. And even though I tried to come out with my research findings publicly it's, it's right. not catching on. It's just not catching on. So I, you know, I have to be quite candid about the matter, and I have to say, sure. well, th- there's something out there that is suppressing this, this knowledge, this technology. Yeah, but I mean, do you think then with, do you think there's a correlation between what Tesla was doing way back when? Yes to maybe part of the issues you're having now? Because, I mean, Tesla was on to something that we really, you know, and you would know better than I, could yes. explain how and, 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 and how he accomplished what he did. But going down from there, I'm just fascinated by the thought of this rearrangement of matter. And can I really kind of pull my geek hat out and say that it kind of reminds me uh, like a transporter from – from yes. Star Trek. Okay, yes, okay, good. I'm good. glad. I'm glad I'm speaking to yeah. the, the the well-educated. Obviously, uh, yeah. In yeah, Star no, Trek, it's, it's the same principle, correct? Okay, good. I, yes. I'm understanding. It, it, I'm understanding exactly because you're controlling nature. So this is what Tesla was working on later in his life. Okay. Tesla erected a scalar energy tower in Long Island, New York, and if you really study that tower and what he was trying to to manifest. That tower was located out in the country back, right. back in early in the, in the century, 1903, 1904. And in so doing, okay. there were no power stations around. So Tesla was extracting energy from the atmosphere, from the stars. So it's called Wardenclyffe Tower. So it was a wireless transmission of energy. Tesla was able to illuminate light bulbs from this tower in Long Island, New York. Mean, what does that amazing. mean? It was free energy. Tony, it's free energy. <laughs> there and, we go. And this is what, yes, this is what Tesla discovered. Now, my predecessor, Hieronymus, likewise was able to harness this energy from the stars. That's what I have, a star machine, in which we, oh, okay, can, okay. Use, we can use free energy, scalar energy, to power these devices. I Again, oh, I don't use electricity. I am using Scalar energy, which is the free energy of the stars. And it's, well, I mean, it's strictly the stars and it's free energy. Yes, sir. That is amazing. That is amazing. So how, let's let's go, let's move into what you are doing and getting and how you're getting the word out. Uh, It's your your company, Scalar Light, correct? You want to talk a little about that and how that was formed and... Sure. The, the company is Scalar Light. We have a, um, a website to that end. And keep in mind, I work alone. Now, not by choice. Nobody else has made a career out of this. So I'm the only Scalar Light researcher that I know. 
with, oh, with this wow. type of instrumentation. Okay. Exactly. So you consider the onus that I'm under. Can so I ask another mind, question, Tom? I'm sorry. Let me ask yeah. just one another question. You have instrumentation. It, uh, is there others that have a type or a different type of scalar instrumentation? Not that I know of. Okay. To be quite okay. frank. I, just, Not that I wanted I know to make sure because, I understood that. Yeah, because I've followed, if you will, I followed the the instructions of Tesla and Hieronymus, and what I've okay. copied is is indeed a functioning model. I don't think I have any contemporary to cut to the chase. Okay. Okay, this I don't is, think wow, I have this any is, contemporary. You're leading the way. <laughs> you are the yeah, law. I, I believe I believe <laughs> I am. I don't have any contemporary once again. So with these okay, free so. energy instruments, I am able to work around the world, so to speak, and send okay. energy anywhere in the world with this instrument, it's wireless. Okay. It's wireless. Yeah. So put all of that in, in, in perspective. I work with people around the world by way of a photograph of a person or by way of a photograph of an animal. Okay. Now let me, clar- let me clarify this. When uh-huh. I work in the scalar energy dimension, it transcends time and space. You don't have to be present. I don't work with people. I work with the energy code on a photograph. In the other energy words, people code from on around, a photograph. Yeah, people from around the world will send me, email me their photograph. And that photograph carries their energy signal. So I never They're, work with people. I work with the energy signal of a person. How does that signal enter into the picture, though? And I'm sorry, I, I, I really – I'm <laughs> trying to visualize question. that. It, it, when you're working with scalar energy, every representation of light is a scalar s- signal. In other words, if a photograph is that of a person, that person's aura or that person's spirit or that person's scalar energy signal is embedded, encoded on a photograph. Okay. Now, again, going back to your Star Trek um, um, analogy, if, if you remember <laughs> Star Trek, the, I do. many of those inventions would transcend time and space. They call it non-local reality. Well, non-local that's what I'm reality. working with. I okay. don't work with people. I work with energy signals. And okay. the way I pick up a person's energy signal, it's embedded on a photograph. I gotcha. I've never worked with an inter- I've never worked with a human being in my life. To the contrary, I only work with photographs because they seem you to be. You only a, worked with photographs the whole time, all this time. Correct. Correct. That's amazing. Okay. That's how the instrument works. This is how the instrument was designed by Dr. Hieronymus. Okay. So cons- consider what I'm saying. There is an energetic copy. If I took your photograph, Tony, your photograph okay. would be alive with scalar energy. So you have to leave behind the brick and mortar because we're walking into the information age. I'm going to give you a right. for instance. Okay. When, when you have a, a photographs on your cell phone, obviously nobody's inside your cell phone. That's an image of a person, and you recognize that, that person by way of their photograph. Well, a right. scalar energy instrument will recognize a person by way of their photograph. So with all of this in mind, I've never worked, treated a person or an animal in my life. I That's only amazing. work with their energy signal. In That's other words, I can, I can have probably the same effect on a person's photograph than I can with a person. So I prefer to work with photographs because it's so much easier. 
And you're words, so much accessible. Yeah. Exactly. You don't yeah. need an office. Right. For, for instance, today I had photographs from India, Canada, mm-hmm. throughout the United States, wow. South America, Miami, England, Ireland. Well, you know, I, I, I don't want to travel to meet these people. No. So in the information in the information age, the the internet will what use to send photographs. So the internet provides these photographs by email. Instead of walking into an office mm-hmm. and working with a chiropractor or working with a dentist, imagine if you could send your photograph to a chiropractor. But it would certainly save on the back getting into the car, out of the car, <laughs> driving in traffic, and then sitting in a parking lot. And then getting out I, and going to the office. Yeah. I would much rather do my, that other process. <laughs> my predecessor, is, again, his name is Galen Hieronymus. Hieronymus was working with NASA. He was working with the Apollo 11 astronauts while they were orbiting the moon. He had their nope. photographs, and he was able to monitor the oh biorhythms God. or the heartbeat or the blood pressure or the liver function, the organ function of the astronauts while they were on the moon. The photographs that is one that person had. in one location. You know, you think about that control room, especially during that time when, you, you know, at the Apollos, you know, with the Apollos uh, rockets. And you think about all those people there watching the instrumentation, watching what he's watching already. And where is he in his lab? Is he at home? He's, yeah. he's with himself he would, and he's got control of all of that. that that's, un, that's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Now, to, to give some credence to this, NASA, okay. NASA commissioned that report. NASA actually gave Dr. Hieronymus the photographs, and they said, okay, show us what, what you can do with your instrument. And they were astounded that the photographs reported the biological constitution, the, the biorhythms, call it what you will, of the okay. astronauts while they were a quarter million miles away on the moon. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, would would I understand it then correctly that NASA had some type of understanding of what scalar energy was? Yes, yes they did. Okay, they so they they are in the know on that, and they were probably yes, they there since the beginning. That's yes, amazing. Exactly, and uh, ever since then, I think it's been hush hushed because if this got out that this was free energy and you could monitor anybody in the world by way of a photograph, and that nothing, even the distance of a quarter of a million miles from the Earth to the moon, could impede this signal. What am I getting at? If you have an easy way of sending a signal anywhere in the world, or a signal to the moon, and that signal is never impeded, and if that signal represents free energy, then it's just a matter of time before we have a new energy model. This is free energy. Right. right. And the military industrial complex is intimidated by this. You know what I would think would be um, – or you would think, I would say, um, that those that are really striving and working you know, in, in, in not only for a cause but for the uh, – behind the science of it, you would think that those proponents of green energy and environmental protection – Yes. And that type of thing would realize that, you know what? Scalar energy is cleaner than your cleaner energy. Yes. And would exactly. that be a way to get the word out? 
Yes, because I know for why. a fact that people yeah. would want to know this information because just think about it. You don't even have to worry about wind turbines. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The new power plant are the stars. And, and they aren't going Nikola, away. Exactly. <laughs> and this is what Nikola Tesla achieved by way of his instrument in Long Island. He had a free energy tower. He had a miniature star. Well, the Rockefellers didn't like that, frankly, and they stopped Oh, shipping, yeah. I think uh, Edison had uh, some things to say, too. (laughs) Of course, of course. Hey, I want to remind folks that are listening, if you're listening live, that you can call in with your questions, and you will definitely get an answer because I am educated at this moment, a lot more educated than I was trying to do earlier with my own research. The number to call is area code 516-418. Five six five one. Once again, that number to call and talk to us here about free energy and in today's gas prices, I'm sure that should uh, you know turn your head a little bit. But you please call us and join us at area code again five one six four one eight five six five one. All right, Mike. I'm talking with Mike Palladino from Scalar Light, and he has some just amazing information about energy and where it could possibly go and what he has to offer so mike welcome back let's continue shall we yeah tony it's it's tom tom paladino i'm sorry Uh, you know tom please forgive me that is that is my fault i apologize all right tom i'm so sorry let me Uh, let me expand upon this sure recently we've been working with people around the world hiv clinics around the world and uh some people um, from Tanzania and India have okay. sent us, emailed us their photograph. Now, keep in mind, scalar energy instruments can change a molecular form of a germ, of a microbe. Right. So after working with HIV clinics in Tanzania and India, we received reports. And those reports from the medical community is that these people are no longer infected with HIV, that the HIV clinic in Tanzania shows a clean bill of health, everybody who's been um, uh, worked on by way of their photograph, and the people in India, they no longer have HIV. So these instruments, yes, it is fascinating. These instruments can pick up the HIV code, the HIV signal on a photograph. Now, in my laboratory, I can easily pick out a virus on a photograph and destroy it. And I do that all the time, every day, because once again, I can send intelligence into the photograph and ascertain the molecular structure of the HIV virus and destroy it. So I can eradicate the HIV virus in my laboratory with a photograph. But keep you know, in I just mind, think I, about it. I'm sorry. I just I think about this going, you know, where is this information when, you know, especially after these last two years we've gone through, but also right. with, you know, even in the past with HIV and yeah. with this HIV, how was it was it um, was it years before we started even dealing with AZT? You know, I mean, well, was, I, I, was this? Sure. I, I've been working with people around the world for the past decade, for the past 10 years. Okay. My results okay. have been incredible. But see, this okay. is the problem, Tony. When I'm working in a remote laboratory with a photograph, I cannot, and nobody can prove that by working at a remote laboratory that I can improve somebody's health at a distance. And frankly, I cannot prove that either because I'm not there with the person. 
You know, this right. science is so new that you cannot make the link it between is. A and B. In other right. words, my, my laboratory is private, and an HIV clinic in India I have no access to. How can right. I make the link between A and B? I cannot. But at least I can say that after I work with people who had HIV, all of them, all of them have been cured. None of them have HIV anymore. Now, it will take a new science, a new protocol to prove my work at a distance. I cannot prove my work at a distance. I can prove my work in the laboratory. That's okay. how new this science is. That's amazing. So to make this in synopsis, I can prove what I'm doing locally in my laboratory. I cannot prove it at a distance. Tom, what was it that gave you the idea of using scalar energy with, well, let's say self-improvement. Let's say um, dealing with uh, uh, mental issues, and there are a lot these days because of what we've been through. So it, could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. When I was working with this Hieronymus family, and I was presented this report from NASA, and NASA was part of this when the Apollo 11 astronauts were treated by way of their, their photograph. And I saw how, we, how Dr. Hieronymus could improve the health of a photograph. Okay. And I said to myself, this is so profound. So if this can take place when the, when the astronauts are on the moon, 250,000 miles away, I said, I have to make this a career. If this oh. is valid. And I, saw, and I saw the report from Dr. Hieronymus, and I read it. And again, NASA had commissioned this report. I said to myself, well, if it's good enough for somebody on the moon, so to speak, then I could work with people on planet Earth, and that's what I'm doing. Mm. You know, this is so – you know, it is – I mean, it's new because, I mean, I've, I've never heard of it, like, uh, you know, explained in such a way. But, I mean, let me ask you this. It, I know it's a new – I know it's a new dimension as you refer to it. Shouldn't – I mean, is, is – should you possibly think about, you know, maybe – you know, getting other people involved in your laboratory. I mean, what if something were to happen to you, God forbid, tomorrow? You know, I mean, we would be again in a, in a Tesla situation again, right? Yeah, frankly, we are because um, nobody has my knowledge. Nobody has has right. My, um, nobody has my experience. Let me put it that way. It doesn't mean right. that this is impossible. It just means you have to make a career out of this. Well, right. Let, let, let me state the obvious. Sure. How many people do you know want to spend 50 years studying scalar energy? Very few. How many people want to work without a paycheck and to discover yeah. a new science, but yeah. a science that has not been commercialized? Right. So those, right. those impediments are in the way. But nonetheless, that doesn't mean that I don't want to educate people. I do, but nobody's come forward and said, Tom, I'm willing to make this a career. It takes a it takes a lifetime sacrifice. I don't blame sure. them. They have bills to pay. I know, but you know, to have you know, well, let me let me kind of get back to today. I mean, was there any situation during the last two years with the COVID epidemic that you had a chance to work with people that had come down with COVID? Yes, many. And I would say all of my family members and friends, I was working with them around the clock and during the COVID-19 pandemic, and they're healthy. They're healthy. Now, you know, only time will tell, um, right. you know, what, what my imp 
impact was on family and friends. But I, I myself, I was not very scrupulous. I live in Florida. I, I really didn't have to mask up that much. I never right. came down with COVID. And I lived, uh, you know, I lived a public lifestyle. I did not, I was not a hermit. I went outside. So right. the point well, is, I was a hermit. Going, <laughs> well, I was not. The point is, I, I never came down with, with COVID, and I really didn't take exceptional steps to prevent uh, the transmission of COVID-19. Oh, man, I, I just think, you know, Tom, I just think that, you know, wow, if we had had more exploration of this, what tragedies could we have stopped? Exactly. You know? Exactly, Tony. Exactly. But, I, but I, even I just, to this day, you know, no. yeah, even to this day, and we're, we're having a, a public discussion right now, you know, I, mm. I doubt if my phone is going to ring off the hook tomorrow. Because it's not being promulgated by big media. If anything, big media will will sweep this under the rug. It's a threat. When you have free free energy, exactly. (laughs) When you have free energy, it threatens people. It threatens people with a lot of money. That's that's really who is threatened. It seems like it's been the enemy all the time. You know, it just occurred to me. I'm, you know, again going back to your um, earlier statements about another dimension and and that is that is mind-blowing and the the thing i want to ask would and and, you know please if this is completely outfield i apologize but it would is the internet today an offshoot or any way related to that dimension in itself i mean because the, the the behavior that that I've I've learned from you this evening about the fact that it you know you mentioned wireless on several occasions mm-hmm. I'm wondering I mean is is the internet that we know and we don't know all of it um, is that an offshoot of that dimension or is it related to that dimension uh, I think at least in theory the the internet is still okay. an electromagnetic uh, power source but nonetheless okay. it, it it is a wireless uh, information system. Now, imagine if we had the Internet, but we had that Internet for energy transmission. So you look what the information age has Mm. done with the Internet, which is wireless information. Now, imagine if if it was easy as to illuminate your home as it is to send an email. That's where we're going with this. No, no, no. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It opens up a plethora of of just you know incredible positive offshoots of what could be, and I and I love the fact that you know e, you know not only are you concentrating on outside energy for outside resources but also for the human energy, you know can you talk a little bit about you know scalar and and let's say um, uh, uh, you describe a pathogen cleanse can you talk about right. that? Yeah, so w- with these energy instruments again we can identify a photograph of a person. Let's say a person has a particular bacterium. We can identify that bacterium on a photograph. And then we send energy into the photograph and we could break apart the energy code on the photograph. So let's say somebody had um, mycobacterium tuberculosis that causes TB. We could identify that that germ, that microbe, mycobacterium TB, on the photograph, send information into the photograph, and it would 
breakdown, it would negate the molecular bonds that are identified on the photograph. Now, I'm going to give you a, a, this analogy. If okay. you can watch a TV and you see mm-hmm. a person, a sports athlete, or a, a, a political discussion, or a reporter on the TV, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not the person inside the TV. It's their image. No. Well, that's what a right. photograph is, obviously. It's, it's right. The person right. is not inside my instrument, but the photograph is. And when you're working with scalar energy, the photograph is alive. If it was an electrical instrument, the photograph would not be alive. A scalar energy instrument brings life to a photograph, so to speak. You can, oh, okay. you can understand okay. embedded codes by way right. of scalar energy on a photograph. And okay. in so doing, that photograph becomes the body double or becomes the bilocated version of a person. So when you're working in a scalar energy force field, a photograph is a person in the energetic form, not the biological oh, okay. form, okay. in the okay. energetic form. And okay. in so doing, everything the biological person can do, the energetic person copies. I'm working with a copy of a person. Now, going back to Star Trek, remember they would copy, they would dematerialize and then rematerialize? That was the copy. That was the energetic copy. And how did they do that? By some type of holographic projection, which was what? A photograph. Do you remember that holographic image? in which a person could dematerialize and then rematerialize. Right, that right. I remember, image, yep, yep, I remember that. That image was a, essentially a scalar energy event. Wow. <laughs> God, even Star Trek was ahead of the time. But I yes, love the... Yes, they were. Uh, it's funny enough, it's 1966. Um, no, uh, my fascination in course, you know, I, I've, I've been meditating now for many years, essentially... Um, you know, basically, when you talk about self, and it's not self-help, I'm sorry, when you talk about helping inwardly to the human spirit, um, you're basically covering the same areas that, you know, I've been learning about all these years in meditation. And I find that fascinating because, again, you're saying that all that person would have to do is have that light on them or at least some mechanism of getting that light onto them yes. throughout the day instead of like, you know, pulling exactly. aside, believe me, I love to do it, you know, for a good solid 20 minutes, do a meditation, but you're talking about yeah. instantaneous. Can you, can you describe a little bit of that? You're, you're right. You're right. So many people that send us a photograph after we work with their photograph, they say that they have a feeling of tranquility or they're almost put in a meditative state. Or others will say that their dream state, when they sleep at night, that their dream state is enhanced. Okay, Mm. that's fine. What does all of that mean? Well, it it means that a photograph carries their chakras, or the photograph carries their Ah, brainwaves. Exactly, or the photograph carries their personality. It does. Now, you cannot explain these events by way of electromagnetic energy, because electromagnetic energy doesn't behave this way. So right. if, if this is new to the audience, I'm, I'm sure it is to most people. Oh, oh it, believe me, it is. Bro. This is a new, this is a new theory. It's a new dimension. If we look at the world just by way of physical reality, the electromagnetic spectrum, well, that's fine, but it's real. 
but it, it's, it's only valid for certain events in the universe. I'm saying there is a, another dimension, scalar energy, that has its own existing laws and principles. And right. the laws of scalar energy are not the laws of electricity. So this is a new philosophy. It's a new dimension. It's a new reality. And I have discovered how to work with this new reality. You know, I, 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 in one instance, I, I sit here and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just marveled and I envy at, you know, your, your information and what you've accomplished and what you're learning every day. On the other hand, have you experienced a situation where basically a person has said to you, I'm going to call, you know, garbage on this? I mean, have you, have you been in a situation like that? Do you want to talk about what it's like to literally be the voice in the wilderness? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, some people disagree with me, and some people say, well, this is crazy, this is quackery. Right. You know, that, that's fine. That's their opinion. So how do I get around that? On yeah. my website, I offer everybody 15 days of free scalar energy sessions. Anybody in the world can send in their photograph, and I treat them for free for 15 days. So I, I make them. And, how, and, and, when, when, and while you're on this, Tom, how can a person do that? Okay. The, the website is scalarlight.com. Anybody in okay. the world can visit the website, upload your photograph. You're going to email us just a facial oh, photograph. Okay. And, okay. and we treat you for free by way of your photograph. Remember, this is the quantum dimension. This is not electricity. Right. Right. So the website offers anybody in the world 15 okay. days of free sessions. And after 15 okay. days of free wow. sessions, wow. invariably people say, I feel something. Something wow. happened. Now, this has never been done before. My research, once again, is groundbreaking. I don't expect them to understand this in the first day. But at least it intrigues people. And after 15 days of these sessions, people say invariably, there's something here. There's something of merit. Even though you can't explain it by way of electricity, nonetheless, it's real. Okay, so... I'm, I, I go ahead and I, and, I, and I send you my picture. And it, does that person I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm sure they do – but does that person that sends you that picture describe to you in detail what it is they're looking to get out no. of scalar energy no. and scalar light? No? no. Really? No, because I've, st- I've standardized the sessions. And what oh, I'm trying to do okay. is, is treat as many okay. people as possible. For instance – Today in my laboratory, I treated about 500,000 people by way of a photograph. So I standardize and treat everybody the same, and actually I treat everybody simultaneously. So throughout the day, I'm treating 500,000 people throughout the day, and they're treated simultaneously. And I don't diagnose. I'm just not to that point. So maybe someday. But that's not There's something you can't do, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to have to face up to it. Okay. Yeah, that's my shortcoming. But, I mean, you know, because I'm, I'm sure that, that if somebody is really studying energy and somebody, you know, outside of your, your, your area, okay, they're going to have to have at least have some inkling of something different. Now, the point I'm getting at is that have you come across a person who, I mean, do you, you run into a lot of people from the other community, from the scientific community or anything like that? Have, have they countered what you're saying? 
or or have we not gotten no. to that point yet? No, okay. no, they haven't. And I'll tell you why, oh. because most people okay. in the scientific community are smart enough to realize okay. that if there's another energy, then you cannot discount it and you cannot you cannot use electromagnetic theory to prove or disprove scalar theory. It's like the apple and the orange. You can't do that. So I have presented this to many scientists, and they are intrigued. And God okay. bless them. Most of them just, they, they listened and they asked good questions, but they mm-hmm. realize that if this is another energy spectrum, you cannot prove it or disprove it with electromagnetic theory. It's, it's not electricity. And that, I would assume, because we are electricity-based, that would be limiting our resources. And thank goodness you've got the materials. Now, do you, do you plan on expanding those theories with greater emphasis on the materials you're using? Yes, yes, I do. For instance, one of my goals in life is to create a, a free energy device and to power the world, mm. or at least to show that I could power a, a home or power a car. I have aspirations right. to take scalar energy and to create an anti-gravity instrument. If scalar mm. energy controls gravity, it does, then all you have to do is negate a certain function of scalar energy, a certain intelligence of scalar energy, and you have anti-gravity. Well, if you have anti-gravity, that's the perfect means for transportation. Right. You know, you're absolutely right about that. Wow. It's, it's the control of nature. I, I have to underscore, when you're working with scalar energy, it's the intelligence of nature. I can control the intelligence of nature, the instructions of nature. This is why I can instruct the chakras to balance, and, and they do so. So I can, with an instrument that I can control nature, then I can control the outcome. In other words, I can guarantee that the seven chakras will be balanced. <laughs> And that leads me to one of the last subjects I wanted to talk with you about because uh, it really caught my eye on a personal level. Um, I know I'm one of thousands of people that have a relative or somebody they love that are in the throes of an addiction. And there have been so many options and choices, especially nowadays, as to how we treat it. But, um, Tom, could you talk a little bit about how you know, because America right now is in the, is in the is in the midst of an of an opioid epidemic, yeah. and and now now you know now yesterday than today it would be uh, in, uh, just a an untold benefit to these people that are suffering through it. But can you talk about that because yes. that affects a lot of people personally, sure, like myself. Sure. Okay, so let, let's say somebody uh, came to us and they, they wanted this cleanse, an addiction. We call it an addiction cleanse or a chemical cleanse. Okay. What I actually do is I'll take a, let's say, a photograph of heroin. I'll take a photograph of heroin and I'll place okay. it inside the scalar energy instrument. So the instrument is going to look at the crystalline structure of heroin, okay, and okay. the narcotic. And then it's going to send the anti the anti-intelligence of heroin into a person by way of their photograph. So you can either have in phase, in which you'll create something, or out of phase, in which you'll break apart or disorder a a specific molecular form. 
So by way of out of phase, we're going to treat the heroin, and we're going to ask that that heroin or the the chemical composition of heroin by way of out of phase treatment will break down the heroin that anybody has in their body. So if you can rid the body of any residual um, uh, part of that molecular structure, then the person no longer has that as a trigger or that heroin has been effaced by its memory. So keep in mind if this is an intelligence machine and we are going to what? Negate the memory of heroin, that serves to in some way curb the desire for heroin. We're actually negating the memory of heroin that the body has. How does, and this may be a, a, a not so smart question, but how does it know, you know, for instance, um, it, what you said it sends in the, the I guess it's called the anti-heroin, I'm sorry, or the negative. How does it know, how do, how do in, in other words, I'm asking, how does it know that the heroin is a detriment? I mean, do we, do we have some kind of, I mean, does, is there some way of it knowing that it's ravaging this person it's in? I mean, how, how does that work? That's a good point. So how, how do I program this? I actually right. take photographs of heroin and I place okay. it in the instrument. Okay. So I take a magnified photograph of heroin and I place it inside the instrument, and the instrument looks at the molecular structure as well as the, the memory of heroin, as the actually signal of her- heroin, and it's the anti-signal now that is broadcast. So if a body has a hold because of some, some affinity for heroin, by the reverse phase angle, we break down that emotional okay. intrigue. We break down okay. the negate the the memory of heroin is that the same principle then as let's say when you were treating hiv exactly exactly i can okay. negate the memory of the hiv virus and it breaks apart and i can negate the memory of heroin and it breaks apart or so to speak it's it's negated now just keep in mind when i say right. break apart all of my work is non-physical. It's information. So let, right. let me use the term. It's, it's anti-information. So I'm sending oh anti-information into the HIV virus, and it breaks apart. I'm sending anti-information into heroin, and the heroin breaks apart. And that could be any drug. I mean, any drug yeah. that, you know, that a person has for you if you're suffering from Gosh, from you know not being able to quit smoking, from not being right. able to drink, from not you know opioid, anything like that. All it would require a person to do would be to go to Scalar Light at ScalarLight.com, and 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 research and look into the program and just send a photograph. I, I just that, you know, I I never you know I never would think about energy transfers from. You know the stars to a photograph. I know that. I, know. I mean that. How? I mean, you know, I, the only. I mean, see if I'm on the right track, and I could be wrong. Um, the only thing I can think of is just the, having the ability to rearrange atoms 
yes. is no problem for going into a photograph and rearranging the atoms to be conducive to scalar energy. Exactly. You know, so what is the photograph? The photograph you can break is just down the, anything. Yeah. Exactly. This is the control of nature. A photograph simply represents a person, an animal, plant. So we're, we don't have to work anymore with physical reality. Everything is information. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost like it's all um, digital code. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's exactly. all digital code. It's all digital code. Wow. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's that's brilliant, Tony. So what is you know what is computer programming? It, it's programming. It's digital code. And, well, and it's the rearrangement of code. You know, you're you're, exactly. you're basically doing the same thing. You know, I want a picture of my family from 1978 from, you know, a historical research company online, and I go there and I and I you know I pick a photograph and this is another question I'm going to ask you. This just occurred to me, but I. Go ahead and I grab a photograph, and there it is. And let me ask you this: Does that scalar energy? I just thought of this. Does it reside in older photographs? Meaning, you know, does it yeah. ever leave, or will it, it be in those photographs? It will be in that <laughs> photograph forever. So it's just yeah. like our DNA. <clears throat> a photograph mm. carries our signature, just like DNA carries our signature. Right. Imagine what we're getting at here. This is incredible, huh? It's absolutely incredible, and you know you're, you're talking about rearranging matter and all. Um, I would love to lose ten pounds tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a photograph. <laughs> okay. And you know what? That segues too, because you also, you know, we're joking about that right now, everybody. But you know, th- there there doesn't seem if you go to Scalar Light at ScalarLight.com, you're going to be able to see all of what is you know of what Tom is talking about tonight. But also in greater detail, and, and I'm, you know, it occurs to me, you know, if you're rearranging matter, hey, I got some matter you can get rid of. But talk about that. I mean, you know, you talk about your your methodology for, let's say, the, the metabolism system of the human body. Sure, sure. So, how do we abet metabolism? I take photographs of hormones or enzymes. Or I take photographs, magnified photographs, say, of minerals or, uh, uh, let's say, an endorphin. And I can send that memory of the photograph of the hormone into the photograph, into the person. So this is always a transfer of information. It's non-physical. So let's say a a man came to me and said, Tom, uh, put me on the male hormone therapy. I would take a photograph of testosterone, download it into the man's photograph. It's a transfer of information. And what would happen? We would assemble, we would create testosterone in that person. I'm sorry, Tom. You just you blow my mind. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I completely understand and empathize with you now. As you know, earlier in my question, I was like, Tom, gosh, you know, what if something happens to you? What, what, all this, all this, all this information goes away. But I mean, yeah, you're right, Tom. If you came up to me or I came to you, you know, with a, you know, this inkling that you're studying energy and this is something that I would like to do, this would be a hard thing to try to convince somebody. And I really empathize with you, Tom, because you've 
you've basically were introduced to all of this information as a kid. So I can imagine it's second nature to you. I mean, I know you're always learning. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, you, you know, you actually visualizing, you know, another dimension and see, you know, that immediately at the beginning of the show, and I know I've harped on this, but that other dimension just is fascinating to me because, you know, that shows that there is just continual life. And let me ask you this, Tom, um, would, would these dimensions are, you know, we have all of the, we have so much of nature we have yet to even discover. Okay. But I mean, would all of these dimensions be related? Is, in other words, is there like, sure. I hate it, like a parallel? You know, is there yeah. is there something of that nature? And in and yeah. when you when you say dimension, I, I immediately think of that because your your well your description at the beginning was perfect. It's the matrix. Yes. You know, and and, and uh, obviously, that, yeah. yeah. Let me use that term, parallel universe. It's being used okay. frequently. And oh, you know, yeah. there, there's there's a uh, there's credence to that because there's two energies: electricity, magnetism electromagnetic and scalar energy and they both coincide and they're both responsible for events in the universe so Mm -hmm. the parallel universe of electricity and magnetism is scalar energy the two go hand in hand but the two are distinct in other words scalar energy and electricity are are on planet earth they they mix but Mm -hmm. so, so to speak they're they're always they co let me say they coexist and there, uh, there's always the presence of both scalar and electromagnetic energy anywhere in the universe, it, with the exception of the stars. So that might be the parallel universe or the, the other dimension that people are, are thinking about. I mm. contend that there are two realities, two dimensions. Electricity and magnetism is one reality. Scalar energy is another reality. And they have distinct laws that they abide by. It's the order of the universe. Tom, we're unfortunately um, at our, our last five minutes, so what I would like to do is give you an opportunity and me a moment so I can put the microphone down and furiously take notes. Um, please, all about scalar. <laughs> Let me have you sum up your entire life's work in five minutes. No, I'm kidding. No, please <laughs> emphasize... Um, the, the points you would really like people to we're, – we're heard in 70 different countries, okay? okay so wonderful. if you could if you could actually point out those things you want people to walk away from the show with and go, you know what? I need to look into this. I need to go to ScalarLight.com. So go ahead, Tom. Okay. Well, what's the point of my research or any research? It's to help people. And I know this is a new subject, and I know it is somewhat esoteric, but nonetheless – the point of my research is to help people. So in order to steer people in the right way, I offer free sessions. My website allows anybody those 15 days of free sessions in which you will email us. That's all you have to do. You're going to email us your photograph which at scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, light.com. And include your family members. And the point being, we want to treat everybody in the family by way of a photograph, so that way you have a good, if you will, 
a broad study of your family members with this new technology, scalar energy. Now, um, what, I, what we've presented tonight was a rather fluid conversation. I stand by everything that, I've, that I mentioned tonight because I have experience. And the only way you can have experience with a science is by studying it or by developing some type of instrumentation. Well, I have scalar energy instruments, and those instruments, I can guarantee you, are not electrical in nature. And what I've discovered with scalar energy, it is indeed a different dimension. And this dimension is much more, uh, if you will, accessible than that of the electromagnetic spectrum. A scalar energy spectrum is free energy. It's instantaneous action, and it represents the future of technology. So everything we've accomplished with electricity, we can now accomplish with scalar energy, but it's free, and it's clean. There's no pollution to scalar energy. And the outcome is always guaranteed, and the signal never drops. You'll never drop another cell phone signal. <laughs> there you'll, you never go. Have any, you'll never have any static on your TV with scalar. It's the, it's the so, perfect energy. It, it, it sounds like the perfect energy. And I got to tell you, I, I'm, I, I, as, you know, as we close the show out, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, 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 there's so much to, to process in this conversation, and I appreciate your patience with me in the name, and I also appreciate you being a wise person as to know my Star Trek references. Thank you. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I, the one thing that you've accomplished in my mind, for me, myself, and I, is the fact that I am going to go to the website, and I am going to try to learn as much as I can, because this is too incredible in one hand to, you know, it may seem unbelievable, but it can we've seen unbelievable become believable throughout our entire century. And there is a situation where, you know, we do have this existence and we do have somebody like Tom out there who needs to be very careful out there investigating. And again, you can go to his website. All it does is require a photograph. All of the instructions and all of the benefits and all of the programs and all of the options are there on the website for you to look at. And don't take my word for it. Tom's word for it. Go to there yourself. Read it for yourself. And Tom is offering you 15 days of free uh, service from Scale and Energy. So I, you know, what, basically what have you got to lose? But also think about this. What have you got to gain? And that's where this all comes into play. And, Tom, I really want to thank you, and I want to invite you back, um, you. if I may, because I, I, I really you've, – you've given me so much food for thought. And I know our listeners out there who are, you know, li have listened to the program, uh, they are going to say the same thing. So, Tom, expect hits on your <laughs> – your website. Is there anything last you'd like to say before we close out the show? Because you have been by far one of the most fascinating guests I've ever had. Go ahead, Tom. Thank you so much. And I thank the audience for at least considering this. Um, tech, again, technology is going to improve our lifestyle. Scalar energy will offer answers. After two years of a pandemic, people, scalar energy will yeah. provide many answers to our problems. And Tom, you know, I, I couldn't uh, 
close out the show any better. So uh, I want to really, really sincerely thank you very much for being here tonight and on top of more reasons than one. And thank you for ma- thank you for making me think and consider. Thank you, and I know our thank feel you. the same way. Tom, I want to wish you a good night. That's going to be our show. And I, I want to invite everybody back next Thursday night for another edition of Unscripted. And I appreciate you being here with us this Thursday. Listen to what we have to say, Mr. Palladino. And you're amazing. Have a great week. Tom, thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.